Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project, where we connect our faith to our fitness, health, and everything in between. Today, I am joined by Hunter from the Monolith Movement, who's actually been on the podcast before. If you've heard the Christian Coaches Roundtable, he was there for that, and he is back. Hunter, welcome to the podcast. Dude, thanks for having me. It was great. It was like last minute. Like we just decided. To do I this. know it was literally like what, an hour. Ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> I gave you a very. My deepest apologies. Uh, I'll give you that, but you know what? I appreciate you um, being so ready to roll, dude. That's that's how that that is that is me. Okay, I'm not one of those guys that's like two weeks out and super calendared out. You know, I'm just I, I just roll with it. So this is fun. How do you do that though? I, as what I want to understand, because normally I sit there and schedule out everything. Like yeah. this is what my day is going to look like. So how do you just kind of roll with the punches? Uh, it, you know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, I think it's like very, um, it's kind of a weird tension between like having very low expectations, but also knowing everything will be fine and everything will like work out and, and, and it'll be what it needs to be, you know? And so that's, I've had to really learn that as a parent, you know, where it's like, Mm -hmm. you, you just have these very high expectations of, this is how a holiday is going to go or how, you know, whatever day is going to go. And, and it's always different. It's always different than what you think. And, you know, there's in some ways it's worse and in some ways it's better and you just kind of roll with it. And so I don't know, I, I think spontaneity to me has always been, that's something I really, really value in friendships. Like the people that I know that it's like, yeah, let me, let me check my calendar and, and let's see something for, you know, Next month, maybe next middle of next month. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, bro, we're not, we're not gonna make it. Like, I, I love you, love you to death, <laughs> but I, I need the people that are like, hey, I'm bored. Let's go to the gym and go to Chipotle, and and you know, and that, that's that's my people. So yeah, no, but that's actually a good quality to have because I feel as someone who has been on the other side of that, where I've been like, I need to schedule everything out. Oh man, I don't have this in. It can get really frustrating. And mm-hmm. I feel like it just gives like anxiety and a little bit of anger and frustration yeah. if things don't go according to plan, which is just causing stress for no reason whatsoever. Well, it was yeah, this thing it, my dad used to tell me. It was like, he's like, you're not a train. And I'm like, what do right. you mean? He's like, you don't just yeah. keep going and hit the person if there's someone mm-hmm. in your way. Like you could stop and change your way. Dude, absolutely. And that, that was like, I mean, it's funny. That was probably like every manager I've ever had. That was probably their biggest gripe about me. Was like they, you know, they so hard, you know, just try so hard to get me on a sauna and like all these different tools, like to, you know, and and mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, I don't care. Like, I it is not helpful <laughs> to me. Um, I'm one of those people that feels like a job in itself, and so it's it was kind of always that thing, and I'm still like this. Like, okay, you can either just let me create. And, and be who I am. And, and that's where like my best stuff comes from. Or you can sit me in front of, you know, a spreadsheet all day. And that becomes like my entire, that that's where all of my energy goes. That so becomes your life. Yeah, it does. And it, it is. And, and again, like, dude, some people are gifted at that and we need those people. And I, I love it, dude. Like that's, those are the people I need to keep me in check. But uh, it's yeah. funny, man. It's like, I've tried so long for so many years to be that like just down to a T down to a minute, like everything is so, you know, um, and, uh, it, yeah, it, it honestly, it it doesn't free up anything in me. It just kind of just makes me more, more anxious and, and more stressed. So, um, I've, I've learned that the hard way and, you know, and it's not one of those things where I'm just, throwing it out right but it is a thing of like Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'm gonna chip away at that and get get better at it but i'm also always gonna know like man at the end of the day that's just not super me so i'm gonna try i'm gonna still try but yeah (laughs) have you ever heard of um parkinson's principle no so it's kind of like i I feel like i'm gonna butcher this uh, explanation but the task that you want to do uh, takes exactly how much time that you prescribe it. Yes. And so yeah. let's say like you, let's say you want to spend an hour doing, I don't know, um, for people listening, your work, like let's say you have one hour, you set aside some chores to do. The chores are going to take you an hour. But if you decide I have half an hour to get these chores done, you're going to do it in half an hour. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't know why this reminded me, but sometimes if I'm so down to the T and I sit here and I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend two hours here, one hour here, 30 minutes doing this, I can actually extend my project time, even though I don't have to, like I could get my work done in an hour yeah. or less, but I just end up taking my time and doing it even, taking even longer for no reason, just because right. I'm so down to the T. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it, it's, it, it's weird. It's weird how all of our brains are and how we, how we operate. And I think, yeah, it's just, all oh, this is just a, um, you know, you're just trying to really have a lot of self-awareness and understand that at the end of the day, I'm going to be a little right. bit different than you and you from me and us from the next guy. And, and that's fine. Like that's the beauty of it. And, um, of course, so it's not an excuse to just let yourself go, you know, but it is an understanding of like, man, there are certain parameters where, I work and operate really, really well and others where I do not at all, yeah. you know? And so and it's that's just, where you kind of got to know yeah. your strengths, know your weaknesses oh, yeah. and really capitalize on that. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, dude. So, okay. Question. Um, we were talking yep. about this a little bit before we recorded, you were full time kind of like in this kind of ministry work doing video mm-hmm. editing and walk me through how you decide to fully transition to you know, full-time coaching monolith movement. Dude. Yeah. It, it was, it was wild. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, I was um, pretty much my entire twenties, like my entire adult life was spent in full-time ministry. So I, I spent, you know, mm-hmm. my, my first thing out of high school was I went on tour with a Christian metal band. I would consider that ministry. It was very like ministry focused, like a lot of evangelism, stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, so interesting. Here, to, yeah, it was, it was wild. Um, a lot of fun. Um, came here to Austin after that, uh, started some school, you know, um, some, some university stuff, but really was not a good fit. So I, I actually entered into a residency at, at our current church was really trained up there, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, at that time it was a lot of like storytelling, like documentary filmmaking right. kind of stuff. Like that was really what I was doing. Got done with that. Got a job doing that at a church in, uh, outside of Dallas where I'm originally from mm-hmm. and then got married. We came back to Austin for worship stuff. Uh, got a job at uh, a nonprofit essentially as a creative director and then eventually came on staff at this church. Um, that was, gosh, 2016, I believe. Yeah, 2016. Wow. So um, was on staff until last uh, October 2023 was my like so first like seven years. full time. Seven years, almost seven years. Yeah, it would have been seven years in December. So, um, wow. so. And it was really great, man. I mean, it, it was uh, it, it was my dream job for a long time. Um, you know, I grew up as a just a true artist. You know, and that was kind of the the calling I felt like I had. And it it kind of comes out in different ways through monolith movement, but it was essentially like I, I want to see beauty and the arts reclaimed in the church, and and that's what I want to do. It's what I want to give my mm-hmm. my life to, and um, and so that was what I did, man. So it was, you know, first it was design, there was photography, then it was film. And through the whole time it was music and worship. And, you know, I'm a drummer. Um, my wife's a worship leader, a songwriter. So oh, wow. I do a lot of stuff with her. Um, very artistic so family. I love it. Very artistic. Yeah, for sure. And we're kind of like weird enigmas too, because we grew up as like crazy artist kids that were also like really good athletes. Um, and also <laughs> like heavily, often, like the athlete, it, it was nerd. weird. Yeah, for sure. Like I was the guy that was like, you know, like suit, like I, I played soccer. That was my sport, you know? So like mm-hmm. extremely good at that sport. And, but then I was wearing like skinny jeans to school every day. And so I would go from like soccer practice to, you know, like playing drums to going to church, to go into like a metal show on the weekend and then back to playing soccer. And, you know, it's just, very strange. Uh, but, but with that, it's mm-hmm. like, I, I got to know a lot of different people. Like I knew everybody and kind of had just the Lord put this ability in me to just kind of meet people where, where they're at across the board, you know? Um, but yeah, so that, that was kind of, uh, that was kind of my life for a while, you know, I was, um, doing the film right. thing, um, within the church, you know, did some stuff in the, in the industry here in Austin. Um, and you know, but, I think fitness for me, 
I'm one of those guys, like, if I get into something, I go, like, all the way in. You, yeah. You know, like, like I, I don't want to say I, all I, or I nothing, master but it. I want to know everything about in, it. Is what I'm and, and so over the years, you know, it was, you know, I had all the stuff that I liked growing up, you know, whether it was, like, paintball or, you know, whatever. You know, grew up as a, mm-hmm. you know, loved hunting, loved fishing, um, you know, obviously sports, music, stuff like that. Um, you know, but in my – right when I became an adult, you know, and all of a sudden you have like money to spend on your hobbies, you know, it was, uh, it was like, it's a guns. dangerous thing to have. It was, da- it was super dangerous. Cause it was like guns, like guns. That sounds awesome. Like let's get really into firearms and, you know, get some cool stuff. I actually did like firearm photography for a while. Um, and did some stuff with, you know, some, some people that build rifles and stuff like that. Super fun. Loved it. Um, wow. but, uh, you know, so they're, they're all always these little things I was getting super into. So it's like guns, bow mm-hmm. hunting, um, you know, wh- whatever, you name it, you know, cigars, whiskey. And, <laughs> but I, I realized that fitness was like the thing that had always been there. Like it was always there since I was, you know, obviously in sports right. growing up, but then like specifically the gym and like the more like strict fitness, like lifting thing starting when I was probably 18, you know, and it just kind of never went away. That was always the thing that was constant even as i was like kind of hopping in and out of these other hobbies and interests and stuff mm-hmm. so um so man really yeah it, it was uh that's kind of some of the origin of of monolith was like going through covid and seeing just where everybody was at i think there was obviously all the physical turmoil um even if mental turmoil as well mental yes as i was gonna say it's like you had a lot of the, the physical stuff, like, you know, it was hard. I think it was like a lot of disorders, weight gain. Yeah. It was like a bigger, like fear in a lot of people, you know, cause I was looking around, I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, you, you should not be as afraid as you are, but you're very afraid of getting sick with this. And, um, and it's yeah, dominating. Right. I think it's just, you know, but that was like a, I don't, it was like fear mongering. Even yeah. for me, I'm like, what oh, kind yeah, of, dude. since when 100%. were we getting sick of a flu or getting, getting the cold? Right. But, it was intense. Everyone was terrified. It was intense, dude. Like, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a different ballgame when you walk into a, to a grocery store and everybody's wearing a mask. Like that's freaky. And then us. social distancing in, and you're lining up West, outside I mean, Costco. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So you're walking, you're like, this is like dystopia. You know, this is like very strange. And, uh, and I think it just really did a number on a lot of people. So there was a lot of fear. I think a lot of people, and I'd already been through like a lot of like mental health stuff and anxiety and like kind of been in the mm-hmm. pit myself, but then you were seeing a lot of people during that season really get hit with that maybe for the first time ever, you know, where, um, I had kind of gone through it, you know, found the tools, found the help, found the, like, I mean, this is how I'm going to manage this, you right. know, when, or if it flares up. And then you have all these other people that like, this is their first time experiencing any of it. And so for me, I was just kind of looking around and, and it was helpful to be in the church. Cause I'm, you know, again, I'm, I'm around people like their life is the gospel. Their life is the mm-hmm. church. Their life is like, you know, very deep community, uh, a lot of transparency, very open, like, you know, like for our church, like it, for, if you're on staff, you get counseling for free, essentially for as much That's as you need. Important. Like, you're talking about, you're, you know, that's just the water you swim in, right? Like you're, you're talking about just yeah. how you are internally with everybody all the time. That's the world you're in, right? Mm-hmm. So like the most supportive and helpful environment that you could possibly be in to go through something church. like that. And and yet, even in the church, even amongst like pastors and staff, it, you know, there's just so much, you know, I'll just call it like desolation, you know, and that, that's mm. like, you know. I know John Eldridge, I, I'm a huge fan of John Eldridge, but he, he uses that word a lot. Like that's the spirit of the age. It's like this desolation. And, um, it was just really crazy to see. So for me, it was, it was mm-hmm. that, and this is like super, this, this answer is taking forever. I'm sorry, but, uh, no, 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 it's but okay. that, that was a lot of the, uh, you know, the origin was just like, well, okay, I'm not a pastor by trade. You know, I can pastor people that's in, that's in me, but that's not like my literal title. Same with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, counseling. I'm not a counselor by trade. That's not my title, but I can, I have been trained and, and, and have that kind of heart to counsel people. But it was like, man, what, 
what is needed and what can I physically yeah. literally do, do, you know? So that's really interesting. So, okay, two thoughts on that. Number one is coming out of COVID. Um, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record with all the COVID stuff. I know everyone's tired of it, but what's happening right now is especially on my wife's side of things, she's in the counseling space, getting her mm-hmm. master's in psychotherapy. They're saying that right now is one of the highest times in history that people need that kind of like mental health help. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are lacking it. Um, and therapists are all overbooked, counselors overbooked. So yes. that's really interesting. But number yep. two, and I think you and I do both do this. I feel like I kind of step into a role of therapist when we start talking to potential clients to kind of understand mm-hmm. what's going on in their lives. Because we know that their fitness isn't just their fitness. Like it's not just like, yep. oh, uh, I'm 10 pounds overweight. There's always something deeper behind oh, yeah. that that connects yeah, to something, childhood. Like there's always something. And we play yeah. therapists trying to understand uh-huh. what it is. Yep, 100%. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's your greatest skill. You know, it's, it's funny because I have some clients – in, in monolith that are very much like they're leaders within my community. Like they've done mm-hmm. really well. They've hit it really hard. They've seen great results and there's all in. Right. And they, they're kind of at right. this place of like, man, I want to get to the place that you're at. Like I want to help other people. Like I want to be a leader. I want to help people. And so, you know, I have this mm-hmm. recurring call with, with one of my guys and, you know, shout out, you know, who you are, if you're going to listen to this, but <laughs> you know, I have this recurring call like once a week and it's just like, basically like equipping, you know, of like, man, what right. is it going to take for me to like, maybe be a coach, like with monolith, you know? And that's the thing I always bring up, dude. It's like, yeah, I mean, there, there's the great like utility of, you know, knowing how to build a plan and like program for really sure. well and, you know, help people find their macros and, you know, I mean, understand the basics of, you know, just all these, all like these very like utility, like practical things within fitness. Right. But to me, even sure. more than that, having this ability to pastor, to counsel, to really get down to the depth, you know, because you'll, you'll see that. And you've seen that with clients. I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. where it's like, bro, you have all of the perfect rails to run on. Like, you know, exactly what to do. You, there's literally yep. not a question for you to answer or a decision for you to make. It's literally just like, just go and do it. And if you go and do <laughs> it, you will see the results. But it's like, still, there's a there's a mental block there. And and again, it's like, you know, that can be frustrating sometimes. But it, I think for us, it probably is more of a like, it, it breaks our heart because you're like, man, something's yeah. really, really off. Like there there is this wall mm-hmm. because you're looking at it on paper and you're like, dude, this is black and white. This is done or not done. Like there's really nothing else. But just the, it, from my perspective, looking at you, it, it seems like even the act of like, choosing a gym to sign up for is like this monumental hurdle. It gets inflated. Yeah. Right. It, and every piece of it, you know, it's just like, well, do, do I, you know, do, do I buy chicken breast or chicken thigh? And it's, you know, and, it, and it's just, and you see how, and again, I, and I think there, there's a piece of this of like, it's, it's social media. It's the times that we're in. It's like the curse of our generation. Right. Where it's like, everything feels like that. Everything feels like, I, I can't screw this up. I have to make the perfect decision and, yeah. or, or nothing's going to happen. It's a blessing and, and, and a curse. Dude, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And it's, and, and I feel that too. You know, I mean, we, uh, we've talked mm-hmm. about that a ton of like, even on the business side, you're just constantly looking for the silver bullet, the thing that'll just make and you just, what's and it's just dangerous like, too is like the exists. comparison. Yeah. Right, because oh, we're yeah. constantly comparing yeah. ourselves with everyone else's success. Yeah. Everyone's just boasting yeah. success. I don't think you For see sure. anyone that's like really vulnerable and being like, "Man, this is hard no. for me right now." But like, it's always it's needed. I'm doing fantastic. I made like yeah. two million dollars last month. I'm like, "Wow, okay, good for you." <laughs> yeah, dude. No, and I'm, I'm. I mean, you posted that thing the other day, I and mean, that's like, I, I reached out to you. I was like, "Dude, that's like people. People need to need to see that for sure." You know, and uh, and it's yeah, it's 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 hard. So I think there, there's so much mm-hmm. of that where that is just the time that we're living in, you know, everything feels overwhelming. Everything feels yeah. um, like, like I can't possibly just move and just trust the Lord that it'll be fine. And so that's something I bring up with everybody, you know, like in my program, yeah. like, man, I mean, we, that's who we have to be. We have to fight to be that guy where it's just like, man, I, I'm going to trust that the spirit is in me. 
that the Lord has his hands on my shoulders and I can in faith, just walk in a line and trust that at any given time, he's gonna be like, all right, like five degree shift this way. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. okay, let's walk here for a while. Okay. Oh, no, no. Okay. 45 degree <laughs> shift this way. And just, and you're just trusting like, man, the Lord is, is setting my feet, you know, in, in front of me, he's setting my path in front of yeah. me. Like he, he knows the beginning and end. He knew like, hundreds of billions of light years ago Everything. that that we would be on this call right now. And yeah, you have to crazy. understand those things and, and see his sovereignty in all of it. And then it, it's just, but it's just so funny because then you, you pull that all the way back to, you know, just the, these tiny decisions that we have to make, but the spirit of the age, the, this desolation, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can't even <laughs> you know make the smallest decision um, without fearing that everything's just going to fall apart. It's really sad. But you know, that's, that's, Kind of what Proverbs says is, and there's like four different versions of this, but, you know, we may plan our own ways, but the Lord establishes our steps or um, the way, what we think that we're going to do may seem right in our own eyes, but the Lord tests the heart. And at the end of the day, it's coming down to God's in charge. And Mm -hmm. he's already made that kind of, that promise in Romans Mm -hmm. that for those who love him and for those who are called according to his purpose, he makes everything work out for their good. And so yep. including small decisions, including big decisions, including all yep. that, he has yep. the power to make that work out for your good, including mm. sin, including mistakes, right. including everything, right? And so yep. I, I kind of want to touch upon the prerequisites for a second because a, con- a constant theme we're talking about here is knowing your purpose. You know, you mm-hmm. you knew your purpose when you were called into something. So how did you know and how can others know what their purpose is or what God's calling them to do? Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a huge question, man. That's a really good question. I mean, um, I think, I think a lot of it, uh, is just having this foundation of like nothing about you is, is coincidental, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think in the church we have, <laughs> we, there's there's a big fear, right? And I think it's a good fear, you know, to an extent of like, but there's a big fear that everything is just this like idol that's out to get you, like this potential thing that's just going to come and wreck you, yeah, right? right. <laughs> and it and it really and again, I, like fear. that can be true. I'm not saying that's not. I think that's you know, it's a wise thing to at least be scanning, you know, and looking around and saying, man, what what is an idol here? What could potentially be an idol? But I think we take that so far that it it basically makes us not able at all to enjoy anything that is a good thing, a good gift that the Lord has put into our lives. Like, again, you know, in the same way, like I just said, like, you know, the Lord knew hundreds of billions of light years ago that we'd be on this call. He also knew that we mm-hmm. would love fitness, you know, and dude, man, you <laughs> would love to get on your bike and just hit the pavement, and ride for miles and miles and miles. He knew that I would love to, Man, just throw around heavy weight, like whatever it is. And, um, and that's not a coincidence, you know, like that, that is a gift from the Lord. And I think a lot of believers, Mm -hmm. this is what messes with their, their mind so much is that anything that they remotely enjoy is a threat instead of a good gift to enjoy. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's a really big transition mentally, right? Um, and, but from there that, that becomes this foundation to see like, man, what are the things that I just, I, I get super passionate about? Like, and, and that was, and, and that was a thing for me, I think in, in this journey was like looking back over notes I had in my phone and just seeing like, man, for years, like, man, I just this, this weird note that kept coming up. And I've talked about this on Instagram. It's like this, this, uh, this thing of, man, it just fills me with a lot of excitement to get yeah. to sit down with a guy and help him like get his health in order. You know, it just, it makes I me really that. excited. It fills me with a lot of, you know, joy and, joy. and passion. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I kind of walk away from that. Like, dude, yes. Like this is awesome. Like I love being the guy, you know, like I love, um, I, I love being in that spot where people trust me, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and I can actually help them. And, uh, and so, you know, I think you start to see those things. You you start to notice those things where you just light up and, you know, you find yourself thinking about it a lot. You find yourself researching it. And 
wanting to know all about it. And you, you kind of just this, this evangelist of that thing. Right. And, um, right. And so I think there's, you know, there's a difference obviously between calling and assignment. And I think your calling, uh, probably won't change that much throughout your life. You know, I, I mean, I think it'll be pretty similar to, to a certain degree throughout, mm-hmm. throughout your life, but obviously the, the assignments will change. And so, you know, that, that calling piece, really figuring that out with people that know you and love you that have a lot of wisdom and, and, um, then being able to, to see things in you that you may not see in yourself, you know, um, and be like, man, I affirm these qualities in you. I affirm that this is who you are, that this is the path that's been set before you. Now, again, that could mean a million different things when you think of assignment, you know, like I, ideally would be the same exact person if I worked in corporate America or I managed construction sites or I was a professional athlete or I was a pastor or whatever, you know, like, I think that's where that calling piece is, is just like, man, who, Mm -hmm. who do you want to be around and for other people? Like who, who, who are you? What, what is the thing that you give to them? And some people are, and I'm a truth teller. Like I tell I, I tell the truth. Like I, even when it's hard, I have no problem like being brash and, you know, and then other people, man, they're just like full on, man, lean on me. I'm a shoulder to cry on. Like, you know, I I'm full of compassion. I'm full of empathy. Other people just, man, Perfect. they're gifted. They just make people laugh, dude. They're just like, they're lighthearted and, and that's beautiful. Like people need to laugh. They need to, to, um, be able to mm-hmm. just chill out, <laughs> you know, and there, there are all these different, all these different things, you know, and, and you have all these, um, uh, the, these kind of designations, you know, of, um, yeah, within the church, you know? So I think it's just kind of like knowing again, it's just that self-awareness kind of knowing like, man, this is kind of how I uniquely seem to be gifted. Um, and then you're just looking for, okay, what's the best vehicle right now to, <laughs> to, to, to play that out. Right. And there, because that's right. the thing with assignment, like there will be less than ideal places. Right. Um, of course, you know, and, but there will be, there will be a lot of options for really, really good Mm -hmm. avenues and really good vehicles to play that out. Dude. I love that. That's specifically you're, you're talking about what we're good at because God didn't just throw that into us coincidentally. Like you said at the beginning, it's not all coincidence and it's not a coincidence that we enjoy certain activities or, or things like Mm -hmm. all of that is given for a purpose, but I also want to touch upon um, parable of the talents for a second, because, you know, mm-hmm. if, for those who don't know the parable of the talents, um, master gave three servants, some talents, one, he gave five, one, he gave three, one, he gave one, and he left, came back and, you know, the guy who made five made five more, the guy who mm-hmm. had three made three more. And then the guy who had one didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Very high level overview of the parable mm-hmm. of the talents. But the point here is, um, the master said that to him who has more will be given Mm -hmm. to him who does not have even what he has will be taken away. And I think that's why it's important for us, not just identify, identify is important, but also God expects a level of fruitfulness with what we have. It's not just to be wasted. Um, My, my parents used to tell me when I was like a little kid that, if you have something, you don't use it. It's kind of like you're going to waste it. If you have a talent and you don't use that talent, you're you're going to waste it. And my dad kind of saw that firsthand because he, an amazing artist, painter, carver, and he stopped doing that and he felt like he wasted that talent. But whatever that talent is, God expects a level of fruitfulness and you're able to serve him through that, even in the most unconventional ways. Your calling isn't always serving in the church or serving in ministry right. or being a pastor. It could be wherever wherever you are right now. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, like my, my mom is a great example of that. She's like a high level, you know, finance, like VP at a business bank manages hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, of like famous mm-hmm. people, you know, in Dallas. Wow. And, but it's just crazy. Cause it's just like, that means nothing to her. <laughs> like that means <laughs> uh, she grew up on a farm. Like I, it's kind of one of those things like she, you know, she doesn't even know how to use her iPhone and she's, you know, she's in this spot, right? It's kind of funny. That's so funny. But the the thing is, is that she just has this ability to just sit with people 
in really difficult times and, you know, very famous <laughs> um, mom and dad of, of three sons that are actors that you've heard of that, you know, one of them almost died of a drug overdose. And where do they go? They go to my mom, their banker, uh, to sit with them while they cry. Wow. And, you know, the dad died. So their mom is in, in, you know, the office in, in my mom's office, like crying and, and just like, what am I, what do I do? You know, like, how do I, because that's, that's just who my mom, that's, that's who she God is. That's, that's what she, she is. God bless her, amazing. I mean, it's incredible, you know? And so, and she's able to sit with these people that have everything in the world, all the riches and just, you know, and basically be like, Hey, like, this is great. <laughs> you know, I'm, yes, I'm managing your money and I'm, I, I will make it grow <laughs> and we'll take care of it. But that also means nothing. And, and you need Jesus, you know? And so it's pretty wild, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I think again, that's just that thing of like, if you're just uh, able to allow the spirit to just move through you and, and get out of the way and, and have that mindset of like, man, no matter who, like where I go and what I do, like, I just want to be a person that has impact. You know, I want to be the person that, um, that people feel comfortable around that people know like, man, I have your best interest in mind. I'll tell you what you need to hear. Um, I'll do what needs to be done. Like, um, uh, my yes will be yes. My no will be no. I will find mm-hmm. hard to have a certain kind of character. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about. It's just like, man, it's, it's, that's a high calling. It's a heavy burden. Um, and the fact is I say this all the time, so, you know, and you've heard it a million times, you know, I don't know who came up with this, but it, you know, you, you cannot give what you don't possess. Like that's, that's just, that's, that's just a base reality. So I think for us, it's, it's that thing of constantly working and seeing those deficiencies in us, and, right. you know, and like, man, well, what, what is it that I still don't possess? And I'm going to go out and right. try to get that um, for the benefit of others, you know? And so, and that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy as a coach, you know, because there's so many things, right. And, and there are seasons where I'm like, okay, like the thing that I don't possess right now is this understanding of X topic, you know, within fitness or whatever. But most of the time, man, it's just like, dude, am I like really seeing into people's souls and hearts and able to, to meet them where they're at. And, right. um, you know, um, be, and again, it's like, dude, I'm not, I'm not your pastor. Monolith is not your church. Um, but that's important. Yes. That's, that's super important. You know, this isn't, this doesn't replace anything, but, um, at the very least, hopefully this is another layer of care that, that you have in your life, you know, and, and we all need that dude. Like we, we really do. And, um, I think, you know, that's another, another thing about, this, this generation and this time that we're in, it's just the, the isolation is really crazy. Um, and, and people don't, people don't have, have people that they try, even in the church, man, you know, like I see I that a lot. I hear I that know. all the time where it's like, you know, guys like potential clients, they're like, man, I'm at a great church. Like I'm around like great Christian dudes, but like, dude, they just, they don't, they don't get me at all. You know, like they, they're not really the kind that I can. Really I even had someone say that to me. A couple of days ago, um, one of my own clients was saying like how she was struggling with that, you know, mm-hmm. meeting people in the church that she can actually get along with or yeah. that understand her. And I'm like, it's sad because yeah. I feel like in a time where we're so connecting, so connected, yeah. we're also so we forgot how to be social. We forgot how yeah. to make relationships mm-hmm. that actually have an impact. We forgot yeah. how to. It's just like we're so antisocial all of a sudden. Most of us yeah. are having more conversations on social media than we are in real life. Like yeah. when's the last well, time you talked to a stranger? Like the, it's the excesses of, of that opulence, you know, cause it's like, I've been to places like, dude, you're, you know, you live in this tiny, <laughs> tiny village in the middle of central Asia, you know, where like <laughs> nobody lives there. It's like, I mean, you find another believer and you're, you're like, Oh, you know, your head's you are rejoicing. Like, oh, this is insane. <laughs> like, I love this. Like I, I'm, I'm just, bursting with joy because like, man, who, you know, and I think, um, and that's the thing. It's just like the, the, we're just so like inundated with, with, um, options and, and, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's really difficult. Um, and, and I think too, you know, there's a lot of things that play into that obviously, but, um, I think again, it's just, it's that the thing I always come back to is like that, uh, the, Man, just just having way too many 
is paralysis by analysis all the time. Yeah. You know, like that, that's, yeah. that's really, really difficult. And, you know, you see that in your clients. I see that in mine. Like, um, and yeah, dude, you know it's what hard, it is? It's, it's like it's decision fatigue, no? Because yes, no, I know yeah, a lot absolutely. of the, the highest, I don't know what you call them, highest achievers or whatever, they have other people make mm-hmm. their decisions a lot yep. of their decisions for them so that when it mm-hmm. comes ta- down to the important decisions in the day, yeah. they actually have the will. I don't know what it is, the the energy, the yeah. wisdom to make a good decision. And what exactly. is it? The president basically – like everyone's choosing what he's going to wear, what he's going to eat, oh, what yeah, he's going to do. 100%. And he just makes yeah. the important decisions. I mean I'm not saying yeah. your president's fantastic, but still. <laughs> yeah. I mean – yeah. I, I, don't, I mean – I, I won't say anything. We don't need to but. get into politics. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll skip <laughs> I won't that. Say anything. But uh, no, I mean, but that's, I mean, I, uh, you, you see that in a lot of like really, you know, high, high performing people that have a lot of spinning plates that, you know, it's like, dude, yeah, it's, it's not, there's, there's certainly a, a different mindset that comes with like right. that amount of responsibility and that amount of weight on your shoulders. And all of a sudden, yeah, it becomes a thing of like, it's not the the most wise thing for me to do my own laundry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's hard. And I, again, that's another thing, you know, for us, it's like in, in the West, it's like, man, there, there's like a million things that we could do every single day. And I, I don't think that that's how, yeah. like, I think it's too much. It's too much for our brains. It's definitely so too much. It's way too much. So just, just having that ability. You to, want to know a perfect example is like walk into a grocery store. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, dude. it is one of the they set it up for mm. decision fatigue because they know that when you yep. get more tired and tired, you're not able to make as many good mm. decisions and then you're buying more stuff and more stuff that you're going to regret later down the line. Like that's yep. why it's set up that way. These companies want you to be exhausted so that you can continue to buy things. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. Yeah, so it, it's there, there. There's a lot of wisdom and just like, man, yeah, that simplicity simplifying um and again you know i think mm-hmm. that i mean just like what we've been talking about that goes back to that identity piece you know because that's that's the thing is all those decisions can kind of flow through that that uh that frame you know is right. this becoming of who i am or is it not right and so mm-hmm. um and i'm not going to get let myself get overwhelmed and overloaded by things that do not move the needle for me at all that don't ultimately matter you know i mean there's just things that have to be done right i mean you got you know but it's like um yeah I, it's it's just funny how much importance we we put on things that are really of of no significance yeah. it's know? like a lot of us like to go into the tiny details which don't get me wrong tiny details are important uh, but we're not even doing the major basics like right. Yeah. You were you were saying at the beginning, what gym am I going to go to? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter if you go to an LA dude, or an anytime yeah, or whatever. Just start no. working out. It, it's the thing of like, it's like, dude, you're a hundred pounds overweight, and you're you're worried about the difference between a bent over barbell row and a chest supported T bar row. Like, bro, that it's not going to make that big of a it, difference. It's not. Uh, Ryan Ryan Fish. I don't know if you know him. He's like the chalk training guy. Uh, he, mm-hmm. I mean, he's built like this empire. He's, I mean, just like really you know, um, really crazy success story, but he was talking about that the other day of like, um, <laughs> just, yeah, the, the, the concept of just telling people to eat less is not working obviously. <laughs> so his whole thing is just like, it's food swaps instead of just like saying no, you know, or, or saying yeah. less. It's just yeah. like, and he, and he made the, the point of like, dude, just eat egg whites. Don't eat the whole egg. Right. And people obviously mm-hmm. now, like, you know, the, the whole like natural movement, like people just, roasting him or it was like the biggest deal. And again, like I, I don't care either way. Like I, I'm not, you know, this, this anti um, egg yolk or egg white kind of person. Like I don't care about those camps <laughs> at all, but his that point was just your like, identity. Yeah. Right. I mean, but his, his point was just like, dude, if, if you're like severely overweight, like that is not the decision that will mean anything, you know, like it's literally yeah. like, dude, you, you have to find a way to, consume less calories that that's it that is like the thing that matters right now and but again but i think people stay so so stuck because they you know because of it's just the wealth of information out there and it's like and i make this point all the time it's like dude you know you you go on to instagram you 
you know, the algorithm starts feeding you all this fitness stuff because that's what you want to do. Right. Half the people are like, if you if you want to succeed and see progress, you have to do this. And then the other half of the people are saying, oh, yeah. you can never do that. And you're just like, what it's exhausting. is happening? What it's do exhausting. I and, and, and there's so many layers to it, you know, but it's like, hey, and that's, that's, you know, for me, that's what I want to do differently is I'm like, at the end of the day, dude, yeah, the, the, the fact of the matter is if you're overweight, the thing that has to happen is you need to bring in less calories. However, that happens. And like, and there's, there's a degree yeah. there. There's a spectrum there, you know, if, if, but if, bro, if you're 400 pounds and need to be 200, like it, it's not the time to, to be getting into like the specifics of, you know, <laughs> stretch mediated hypertrophy. what kind of protein like not, powder should i right. be taking no it's it's just yeah it's like dude this 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 will come but there is a hierarchy here and there are things that matter a lot and then there are things that are like not even a percentage of a difference <laughs> you know um and 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 again but that just goes back right. to like it's we're, we're it's so chaotic that we can't even fathom just mastering the basics you know and and you'll see this all times it's like the yeah, basics being and- like you know, you'll have people that, that nail their workouts. They're doing pretty good on diet. And and then they're like, man, why am I not progressing? And then you look at their tracking and you're like, dude, you sleep for four hours a night. Like, what what do you expect to happen? You know, I, I don't understand. You know, like, it's like it doesn't matter if you're mm-hmm. like, there's, and again, it, it, it really is that, that simple though, man. It's just, it's nail. No workouts, whatever that yeah. means, even if that's just walking and moving a little bit more, you know, hit your, hit your food, um, Literally. sleep. And, you know, I, I think well, a fourth one that's really important like- is, is, yeah, I mean, it's just like hydrate and, you know, maybe it's like de-stress, you know, it's like get a handle on yeah. stress. And like, if you can do that, like you're, you're a very highly functioning you know, high functioning person more than everybody that you're 99% around. of people literally because most people yeah. aren't doing the basics but are looking for that quick fix or whatever it is mm-hmm. and this reminded me of something you posted the other day on your story and it stuck with me um but it's those people and I, i'm sure you get a lot of them i get a lot of them too the people mm-hmm. who come to you saying i know what to do but i'm just not doing it can yeah. you tell me what your response was oh <laughs> my response was uh i don't care and it doesn't matter uh, honestly, I mean, it's, I mean, I know that's very, that's kind of frank and that's kind of harsh, but, um, it, that is the reality is, you know, cause you'll get these guys all the time. They're like, Oh, I was a beast in high school and I played, you know, D one, you know, whatever in, in college. And, but man, since then I just, I've done, you know, and it, I've done nothing, and, but I, but I know what to do, but I just, I've done, I'm it's just like, not dude, doing it. does not matter does not matter at all that that information like, means nothing and yeah because do you do you really know what you're doing because no. if you did you would be yeah. doing it you you would be i mean and, and you would have the at least have the wisdom to understand like bro i am killing myself by not doing this and and accepting this this place that I, i've been in now for you know years probably is usually what it is um and and so that that's the thing, man. It's it's really it's really crazy. And I, I don't know. I think that's a very like you'll get that from a lot of men, you know, because men just don't want to accept or or ask like for help, ask for help, or or just say that they don't know what the hell is happening. <laughs> you know, like they, yeah. they just have no idea, and um, or, or how to how to get get out of where they're at. And so, I mean, that's the thing. And. You know, and it, I think that comes down to a pride issue at the end of the day. It is, which is yeah, definitely sure. more common in men. But yep. that pride can really <laughs> derail us from actually reaching our goals or moving towards them in any way. We just kind of end up paused or mm-hmm. stagnant because we don't want to ask for help because that's too damaging to our pride. I'm sure yes. I've done it before. I'm sure you've oh, done yeah. it before. I'm sure many of the oh, people yeah. you work with. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. It you is. know, but. It, it, it's just, but I mean, I think that's the thing where it's like, even within the people that do make it all the way into our coaching and into our programs, it's like, you know, but keeping all, that respect, respect to them. Oh yeah. No. Cause that's like, I mean, I tell guys, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you you have no idea how many of these calls I get on. And, and again, you know, I, I make that analogy of like, you know, 90% of dudes out there will never even accept that there's a problem that can be fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, it's just, it's not on their radar. They don't want it to be on the radar. They're happy just, you know, 
be i mean it's sad i know this this all sounds so cliche but it's just what you see over and over but you know they're they're just totally not satisfied but they've just kind of given up and accepted that you know they'll be in this job that they hate that they're underpaid for overworked for they're not growing in any skills that are worth more they you know their their only escape is drinking beer and watching a game and playing fantasy football like and, and again those things are all fine right but like i think there you see that's for 90 percent of the people it's like their entire life is just escapism. It's just whatever mm-hmm. I can do to escape from this reality, right? That's kind of sad. So that's it's it's terrifying and it's super depressing and it's very sad. Um, and it's and it's that's that's guys in the church too. That that's guys that are like believer believers that are in the church too. Um, yeah. Above that, you know, there's I would say, you know, five percent that you know they they actually do see the issue. Um, they they uh they're least aware of it like man i do want something to be different i don't want this to be the rest of my life you know i don't want to live like this i don't want to be like this um i want to mm-hmm. level up whatever that means to them but are they and willing so they, to do something about it right but, but because those are the guys they'll you know they'll go and they'll listen to podcasts like this they'll download the free and it makes PDF. it feel like you're taking some action yes. and but it's know, just but- it's just again it's just more input it's just more input it's just oh now because then you kind of get to that level like oh now i know what to do you know now <laughs> i'm like an, you know kind of the expert on how to get there but they're still again they're you know they're they haven't done anything like there there's been right. no change there's been no action and then that you have that top five percent where it's just like dude they've kind of gone all the way through and they've they've made it to um you know, getting a gym membership and going for any amount of time. They've, you know, they've figured out how to do a diet. You know, they've, they've, you know, set their alarm for 4.30 AM and they, they do it. You know, they just, they're just building that discipline. They've made me, you know, maybe they've hired somebody like us to, to really help them, you know, go a lot Mm -hmm. quicker um, and, and, and see better results than they would on their own, you know? Um, Right. And, and that's the thing. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's crazy to, that's a big deal to make it all the way through there. Um, it's, it's a lot of layers. Um, yeah. But, you know, from it's, there, it's, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. And, and, but then I think for us, it's like it's just building that community um, and that kind of open environment where it's just like, dude, there are going to be a lot of days where you do not want to do this. And it's going to be embarrassing, you know, because, you know, you'll see that a lot. Like people just they lapse and they go a week or two or three weeks without yeah, doing anything. For and, sure. And, and I, I understand the it temptation happens. to be like, this is sunk cost. I'm just going to fade into oblivion and never talk to these people again. You know, like, I, like, yeah, I get it, dude. But um, so just having that kind of environment where it's just like, hey, I think pre like setting them up to know that that will probably happen. And honestly, the majority of this is just a mental game against yourself. And, of course. I think it's and, like, yeah. what, four to six weeks in that that typically happens for most people where mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, motivation's high, but it's just kind of slowly yeah. starts trickling down. Yeah. But you know what? It's A, setting up something in that four to six weeks that kind of keeps them excited, keeps them on the bag- bandwagon. Because we know, we've seen yeah. this before happen dozens <laughs> yep. and dozens of times. So we mm-hmm. predict what's going to happen. Yep. Whereas for them, they're like, they're in this cycle and they're not actually seeing the outside view of like, it's yeah. six weeks. This is the point where I'm normally giving up or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two is what you were saying, like top 5%. I was just thinking about one of my one of my own clients right now that I'm working with. I've been working with her for probably about eight or nine months now. And she came into a season January. She started working like 80 to 90 hours mm-hmm. a week. Um, yeah. Most people got fired from her job. She was like last one there working a mm. lot and she yeah. kind of fell off the face of the earth. So I called her two weeks ago or whatever it was. We figured out what's going on and just decided we're going to implement 10 minute workouts. And ever mm-hmm. since then, she's been consistent hitting her 10 minutes. Like yeah. she's still working out, working yep. 80 to 90 hours a week, but still working out. Like that's the characteristics of the For top sure. 5% because yeah. they'll fall down, but they'll keep going after. They don't 100%. fall down and stay down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's just an identity thing. And I think, you know, you've probably heard of this, but yeah. I can't even, there was a study done, but essentially there's this gap that can be created, right? Of like one, one of the lines on this chart is like what you're physically doing, you know? So it's, it's mm-hmm. the, it's the man I'm, I'm getting to the gym consistently. I'm, I'm eating well, I'm 
focusing on recovery. I'm hydrating, sure. things like that, right? I'm building the habits, right? But the, the other line on this graph is just how you see yourself, how you view yourself. Mm. And and the wider that gap gets, because I, I've seen that happen where it's like, man, you're crushing it on every measurable you know, thing that we're tracking, you're crushing it, but you still think of yourself as this out of shape loser, you know, that, so like, interesting. That's, those, that's how you spoke about yourself when we first talked, you know? And so that has to be mitigated and you have to, you know, you have to explain to people like, man, that's a very real thing that could happen. And so that's like what I tell my guys, I'm like, man, I don't care mm-hmm. where you're at. Like you're, you're still, you obviously you're not where you want to be physically, but like the fact that you've just gone consistently to the gym and you've eaten consistently well 80% of the time um you're cleaning up these habits and you guys have been doing this for months like you're athletes you are literally an athlete you're not just some yeah. dude that's doing a little program or a little challenge like you are dominating i would assume everybody that you know <laughs> everybody at your work everybody in your family like everybody at your church, you like, and again, this isn't to puff you up or fill you with pride. It's just like literally on paper, you are doing better than all of those people that you know. And that's wild. And you have to get that in your head of like, man, this is who I am now. Again, it's not in a term right. sense. It's not like superseding your faith in the Lord or, or salvation or sanctification or anything not. like that. It's just, but it's but just like, like man, we know this the is... Bible has a lot to say about like athleticism right. and how that relates to faith. Exactly. But like what like what doctor that's been a surgeon for 20 years is sitting there like I'm I just don't feel like a surgeon. I'm just not a surgeon. I just don't feel like know? a doctor. I just don't feel like a doctor, man. I feel like I'm an, I'm an imposter. It's like no, dude, like you you put in the reps, you got trained, you did the work and and now you're here and that's who that's a part of who you are. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that there's just that mental battle of getting getting that identity really fleshed out and, and guys to see that because then Again, just like I was talking about earlier with that calling piece is like then all of those decisions start to become like, is this becoming of me? Is it becoming of me as a as a man that is caring for my temple and wanting to level up? Is it becoming of me to go to the bar with my friends and drink eight beers and have, you know, like a ton of fried food and just completely obliterate (laughs) my progress for the week? No, of course not. You know, and and again, that's not even to say don't go and do that or be in that environment, but it's just saying like, hey, like I can go in there and I can drink water and have, you know, a better food choice because dude, like that's what I'm about now. Like that's who I am. And, and this is, right. this is, uh, this is a different season, you know, for me. And, um, but man, that I, I love that about your client. And it's just like, man, it's just those, and it's it, because that's understanding, like there's always something, you know, there, A, there's always going to be somebody that is more busy than you. And that's the funniest thing oh, I course. see because you'll have like, you know, I have a client that's like very high in leadership at his church. If he's married, has five kids, like, oh, wow. I mean, just super busy. He, you know, he has a long way to go and he's doing it like he's crushing it. He's hitting all the stuff. And then you'll talk to these guys that are like, you know, single you know, don't have a wife, no kids. They're, they just have a job. Their only commitment like, is the job. Yeah. And they're just like, dude, I just can't do it, man. I'm so unmotivated. And it's like, I I don't know what to tell you, bro, because this dude has infinitely more pressure on him and he's doing it. And maybe that's the key, right? Maybe that's the key is like, it's Could just, be. it's hard to be in that headspace until you're there, you know? Um, but, I, it, but it could be, but I, but I think there's, uh, you know, I, I think um, overall, man, it's like there's uh, yeah, there's just that that truth of like, man, there's there's always something that that can be done, and it's just it's all just tweaks and iterations, you right. know. And and I think we see all this as like this all or nothing thing, like well, if, and that's what keeps people away. Like I hear that all the time, like oh man, I haven't like gone to the gym because I just I don't have an hour every day to go work out, and I'm like, who who does? Like you don't why need would, an hour. <laughs> no, that's insane. You know, like, what do you, what do you, but that, but that's their, that's their idea of it, of fitness is like, oh, well, if I'm going to really be in it, I yeah. have to, you know, and, and it's just like, dude, that's not true. It's not reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's all these like, what kind of presuppositions that we walk into with fitness and, and health thinking like, I need to do this. I need to do that. And a lot of the time, you know, it, it's based on good stuff but like where's this information coming from who told you who told you you need to do an hour and a half in the gym and 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 four hours of cardio and and eating yeah 1200 calories right. a day to like it's i don't know where we got this information from but 
Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's the industry, you know, like I, I'm writing a post right now. Yeah. It's just like the, the front, the, like the, the first post is the fitness industry thinks you're stupid, you know, and that's true. <laughs> it's sad. And, but it's just like, man, you know, just understanding, I think if people can really like peel back the curtain and understand what's kind of going on, right. it's, it's like, dude, bro, a 30 day free challenge is that literally exists for people to get your email. Like that's kind of why that exists. It, it's not there to transform it, you. Basically, but, you yeah. know, for instance, like that, that that's the thing. So, um, but man, yeah. Out of wild. all the free challenges that I've done, I think I've seen one person, one person specifically get to like this amazing point and actually yeah. transform from the challenge. So it's yeah. Like, again, but that just comes down to like, who are these people? Right. Right. And or yeah, who do they think so that they bad. are? Exactly. Yeah, that, that is just that identity piece. And like, man, what's, what's on the, what's on the back end? Cause some people, they have all the discipline and motivation in the world mm-hmm. and they just kind of want something to do. That's fun. And a chat, they, they really want a challenge, but the vast majority of people out there, they haven't even built that. And so it's going to be some time of really like pulling, right. pulling that out of them and, and showing them like, man, you know, yeah, th- this, this, uh, this has a lot, a lot more to do with, with mindset and identity than, than you than you really think yeah right identity and calling it's not what i expected that we were going to talk about today but i think it's definitely hey, an important important it's, subject it's it's wild man yeah and that, that's a that's a really good one um that's a that's a huge one i think everybody in in whatever way you can i mean that is a if you don't really understand it you need to um you know really really figure that out it'll change your life you know because i think a lot of people are just they're just existing and, um, and it's sad, man. I, I think everybody, the Lord has put something in everybody that, that is really beautiful and, and needs to be shared mm-hmm. that the world needs. And, um, but sadly, most people will never find that out and never figure that yeah. out. So man, if, yeah, I would say anybody that's like listening to this, that <laughs> that's kind of where you're at. It's like, dude, do whatever it would do, whatever it takes to figure that out. Um, yeah. and, and uh, sometimes it's literally just people. leaning in on other people and, and, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, a lot of the time, actually, people, other people know you better than you know yourself. Other people are identifying your own talents, your gifts, what you're good at, what you suck at better than you're identifying it. So it's just like asking, asking. It's just, it's just asking, what do you, what do you see in me? What do you, you know, who who am I? What am I doing? You know, and dude, and and you have, you'll have to constantly come back to that. I, I have to do that all the time. I'm in this constant cycle, even in this, even in this business, you know, like this is my first season as like an entrepreneur and like leading something at this scale and wanting something to be as big as, as I want it to, you know? And, but it's this constant thing of, you know, some days I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm like, I I'm in my calling. I'm on all cylinders. Like I'm crushing it. This is great. And then like two days later, I'm like, who am I? What's I know nothing. (laughs) Everybody hates me. Everybody hates my program. Everybody thinks I'm stupid. What am I doing? You know, and and it's funny because I notice like, and that might be like the the hardest thing about you know this is a total tangent, but it's like you know just that isolation of being a solopreneur. You know, where it's like, man, I don't yep. have a team. Yep. It's just me, um, and and I'm just doing figuring this out all on my own. And um, and and the more I just spend a the more time I spend alone with my own thoughts, like, dude, the worst that gets. But but don't even get me second, I know, bro. But it's like the second that I get around people that really know me and love me, I walk away from that because then it's like I'm I'm walking into that conversation being like, dude, monolith sucks. I will never make any money. My family will be broke, all this stuff, you know, like this isn't going anywhere. It's not moving as fast as I want it to. And I go talk to like four people that really know me, you know, and they're like, dude, I cannot believe what's happening. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. This is like way bigger than ever you know and i'm just like wow okay you're right you really are right you know and so right. man just I, I think building that tribe is huge uh, surround man, yourself with the right people. surround yourself with people i mean especially people that like are where you want to be you know like and that's where right. discipleship is such a big deal and if like man if, if that can't happen in your church then you got to go out i mean that's the great thing about the internet is you can go and find those people you can find those communities really easily that's true you can you, you know whether it's like a even if it's paid, even if it's like a mastermind or your you're paid mentorship or coaching or, you know, like that's the beauty of that stuff, man, because dude, it will change everything for you. 
Um, just the difference between being around people that see things in you that you don't see in yourself and just constantly affirm that and push that in you and call you right. up to that versus people that are just like, nah, dude, you're crazy. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I've never seen that happen or I, I don't know, you know, and dude, you, it's like, that's where dreams go to die, you know, and, that and, is and, so and, and so it's really so sad, sad, but man, they're, those people exist and they're, they're out there, you know, that, that want to push true. you forward and pull you along. And so, man, do whatever you can to, to find those people and, um, and be that yourself, you know, um, Amen. that's the thing. Cause there, there are people that, that, you know, where, man, you're the only person that would possibly do that for them. And mm. maybe that's what the Lord is calling you to do right now. Amen. Amen. Dude, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. This has been Anytime. such a blessed conversation. And yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. I love it, man. Anytime. This is this is so fun. I love it. Yeah. Glad I appreciate it. Yeah, me too. And for anyone listening, feel free to, you know, subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating, share this if, you know, this has been helpful in any way whatsoever. Share it with your friends, family, anyone who needs to hear this. And uh yeah, catch us next time on another episode of the Healthy Christian Project, where we connect our faith to our fitness. Farewell. 